It's old Craig. All right. I'll send you the download link. Sorry. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Arminet Podcast. Now, nah, up. <laughs> it's got to have one pot. You got to have one up. You got to. All right. <laughs> keep it. Just keep it. Let's yep. go. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Arminet Podcast. I'm your host, Dagger, and with me, as always, is Reaver. Reaver, you there? I am. Welcome to episode two of our return. Episode two. I guess we're calling this episode two, right? It's technically episode two of The Return. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, but technically episode, like, 29 or 30, <laughs> right? I can't remember. I don't... I, I think it's 30, but I, th- I really think it's best if we just start over. You and I okay. can't count much higher than 28, so... Right, yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, we'll call this episode two. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us for another episode. We are going to talk about a number of things tonight, but before we get started, um, as always, please follow us on Twitter. Our uh, podcast uh, address there on Twitter is Arminet underscore podcast. Um, we constantly post updates and news tidbits, uh, community uh, community things that are going on. We'll repost there. So it's a good place to go if you just kind of want to follow along with the things that Arminet is keeping an eye on. Uh, in addition to that, we just recently started something new. Reaver, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So Dagger and I were talking. Um, obviously, we have our email, which is still arminetpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but we wanted a place that we could get easier access uh, to uh, the community uh, as well quick, as – Quicker feedback. Yeah, <laughs> quick feedback. Uh, suggestions, requests, uh, a place that uh, the community can contact us if they want to come on the show. So we opened up a Discord. Um, And it's not just a place for, you know, people to come in and say, hey, I suggest this. It's also a place for the community to get together, uh, chit-chat, talk, um, and just generally hang out. Obviously, there are other uh, discords for that as well, uh, but we figured we would uh, try this and, and get some uh, quick suggestions and requests. Um, so uh, we started the discord. You can just yeah. go in. We have a meme section. Anyway, uh, it'll be we, a new way of, of interacting with the fans at, exactly. uh, in a way, you know, exactly. a new way that we haven't done before. So, yeah. Um, so we will post the Discord link in the uh, show notes uh, just below, you know, wherever you're listening to this. So yeah. that will so be keep there. An eye on those. We'll try to put those in every episode. Yeah, just so, you know, it's always out there. So let's jump right into this, huh? Yeah. What's first on the docket? The sit rep. Uh, oh, okay. There was a sit rep. That was posted on yesterday. Yeah, I believe it's 231. Yeah, uh, 00231, uh, which had a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, 
I'm just going to go over the basics. If you guys want more information about anything that we talk about here or anything that I mention, definitely suggest going over to, uh, you know, Bohemia, uh, dev.arma3.com and checking out the sit reps. Um, or checking out their Twitter. They post them on their Twitter, um, so you can always check those out. Uh, but let's jump into what we've got for the sit rep and what kind of information was thrown in there. Uh, this is the first sit rep of 2019. Uh, so Bohemia figured they would start strong. Uh, and the first thing that they talk about, uh, or mention, I should say, is uh, some changes to the future of their situation reports. Uh, they take a look at community content, obviously, uh, and then they talk a little bit about the 1.90 update. <clears throat> so uh, they mentioned that obviously there's exciting stuff coming uh, for Armor 3 in 2019. Uh, a large part of the development team, the Armor 3 dev team, is working on Bohemia's new Infusion engine, which sounds really exciting. Uh, for those of you that have played uh you know the daisy early access have gotten a preview of that engine already exactly i unfortunately haven't gotten my hands uh hopefully well i guess not anymore right um i can get my hands on the game just not the early access Right. Anyway, uh, what this means is that uh, no major new gameplay features are going to be coming for Arma 3. Um, but that doesn't mean that no new content is coming out. Bohemia said that they've got a lot of content uh, lined up, or I should say quite a bit of new content lined up. Uh, they didn't mention, uh, without giving too much detail, uh, they mentioned that their devs are in Amsterdam's office uh, at the Czech Republic and Thailand are working on an unusual yet sizable Arma 3 download. Uh, and they did say that it's coming, coming along quite nicely. Sounds pretty cool. They said it's going to bring bigger and smaller assets to the Arma 3 sandbox. I, I'm, 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 I got baited breath. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the fans in general always, and I know I do as a mission builder, always appreciate new things being added to the sandbox. It allows us to build, you know, more, you know, you know, refreshed kind of new interesting missions. So that I think is pretty cool. And then right after that, uh, you know, they mentioned other top secret components, which could be modules yeah. or, or modes or, or functionality. So all that's pretty exciting to, I think, any of the longstanding community that has been playing the game for several years and, you know, doing their missions and, and operations and stuff, giving them new tools and toys to play with, I think is always a good thing. I agree. I agree. They also mentioned that uh, they have good progress on their first third-party DLC, but they they don't want to give a lot of information about that. So more information is going Least later in the year, uh, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. And they did it. Um, I forget, you know, it was, was it last year or something. I remember they did a third party DLC pitch invite that went out to the community where um, you know mod makers could kind of pitch an idea to them, and it would be developed in concert with Bohemia. And I, and I think this is obviously going to be the result of that. So it's pretty exciting to see you know, what is going to kind of come forth from this very community-driven 
idea you know i agree i agree this is uh kind of a big time for the community really yeah which, yeah. which actually leads me into the next part of the sit rep uh moving forward they're only gonna post sit reps monthly instead of the uh what we've been used to recently bi-weekly uh sit reps but they are introducing a new monthly news item called Community Radar or Comrade. Um, their sit reps are going to focus on the status of development, uh, whereas the Community Radar is going to spotlight the more uh, amazing thing happening in this wonderful, wonderful community. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that sounded very sweet. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, they just released with this sit rep the first ever community profile. Uh, and it is uh, somebody who has been a avid supporter uh, with us and, and somebody that I would like to say thank you for your support for. But uh, they uh, are, did a profile for Buckfist Wine. Uh, and if you haven't read it yet, I suggest you give it a read. It's a, it's a pretty informational, it, it gives you a little bit of highlight into uh you know the community members background and how they experience the game uh and i i thought it was a really good read gives a lot of good information there um in the sit rep unfortunately we can't highlight everything so again please go check the sit rep out um they had a lot of good community videos i took a look at them today while i was supposed to be working um and i, I thought they were really really good uh cool. so that's I'll check those out yeah um so the there's three more little tidbits uh the first is uh before the christmas holidays uh Bohemia started testing Arma 3's 1.90 update uh, on their RC branch. Uh, so if you want to check that out, go check the SIT rep. They'll tell you how to get that, get access to that. There's a code for it, um, which is Arma 3 update 190RC. But um, go check that on the SIT rep, get that information. Uh, they said that uh, they've also been paying close attention on the new Warlord player game mode. And they're testing several tweaks and additions, uh, which the community has requested. So Bohemia is still listening. Uh, and uh, they are planned to be shipped with the upcoming 190 update. And as a small bonus, they're also including several frequently requested green liveries for NATO vehicles on Tanoa, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's very cool to see that. Lastly, um, They've also been taking the feedback of the community, uh, and they've started looking into memory issues caused by the caching of compile script command contents. I that it, that gets way technical for me. Uh, I suggest heading over and checking the sec rep. I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, and uh, just just reading the sit rep, they'll give you uh, information on where you can check that stuff out. Anyway, that is the sit rep. Uh, so congratulations to Buckfist Wine, first of all, for being the first. Uh, yeah. I think you've earned it. And uh, again, thank you for your continued support of Arminet Podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great supporter, so we, we appreciate that. It's it's because uh, of you guys that we, we do this, really. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today, Dagger? 
Well, you know, add one more thing on the sit oh, rep that I'll add. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It's at the very bottom. Um, so you could easily miss it if you're not careful. But um, uh, they have a new um, hashtag meet the Bohemians interview that they've oh, deployed, yes. um, you know, with uh, Evo Straczynski. Hope I said that right. Um mentioning that but he's a video artist of bohemia so again um go check out that interview really cool um it's good information in that too yeah. i did read it i just blanked yeah. on it it's been a long day it's been a long <laughs> one so let's um go ahead and move on to our main topic for this episode uh the main topic for this episode um is the future of arma now when I say that, obviously, a lot of listeners may go, oh, is this going to be about ARMA 4? Um, well, yes and no. But it really is about the future of ARMA, and that could be the future of ARMA in three months, in three years, in 10 years. Uh, but what we wanted to talk about is, you know, ARMA's been around a while. It started, you know, and from you know, all the way the seeds of that started in the Operation Flashpoint days and kind of progressed through Armed Assault and then ARMA 2 and Operation Arrowhead and then ARMA 3 and then Apex. And it's just got this kind of long lineage now. And, um, you know, people, now that ARMA 3 has been out for several years at this point, people are naturally asking those questions. What, what is the next thing? I think it probably goes without saying through common sense. We can all say, well, there'll probably be an ARMA 4, although it hasn't been, you know, officially announced or anything. We we can probably assume there's going to be more DLC. But what we want to do is kind of break down all those future paths that the game can, will um, take and kind of talk about what we'd like to see from those or what we think would be beneficial to the community at large. Um, so I think first, the first question to kind of tackle is what the future of ARMA will be in terms of content. And it really comes down to three things. Um, and we're talking from an official standpoint, not the yeah. community created content, which um, goes without saying has always been amazing it is one of the things that continuously pumps lifeblood into the arma series and 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 i think will continue yeah even yeah. after and, arma 4 comes out you're gonna see new content for arma 3 community yeah and you know and we'll talk about uh, later in this topic uh you know the importance of that into um just the overall um you know health of the game uh, whether it's Arma 3 or a future incarnation of the game. But, um, you know, when I think about the three possible buckets that we can put content releases in, it really comes down to official DLC, um, expansions, or the next base game release. You know, right. be it, maybe that's Arma 4, maybe they call it something else. Sure. Um, uh, but regardless, it's it's going to be one of those things. Now, in our sit rep that was just released, uh, that we just kind of covered, they mentioned no major new gameplay features now that a uh, majority of the company is heavily uh, in development on the new Infusion engine. There's a lot to read there. I think uh, BI has been pretty pretty open and clear that we shouldn't expect a new expansion. That, right. That's been uh, pretty clear. 
So that leaves us with official DLC and um, the aforementioned expansion. So let's talk about, so we're going to ignore expansions here. Um, uh, we could easily go into what expansions work best. I think people, um, you know, in all fairness, I think there were some people that really loved Apex and then some people that um, had issues with Apex for various reasons. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that could be everything from the type of missions or the type of or uh, the type of operations it kind of brought to the game. It did bring co-op gameplay to Arma Three officially, and or or uh, sandbox assets or the new terrain or whatever. Sure. But let's start with DLC, especially because the sit rep mentioned um, this new fairly unusual piece of DLC mm-hmm. content that's coming that could be quite large. For me, DLC, um, uh, the, the DLC I get most excited about are DLCs that add functionality and or assets to the game that will prolong the sandbox um, the sandbox world gameplay uh, of Arma 3. Now, for example, they've released some content recently. Uh, you know, they released the Warlords game mode, which was a, mm-hmm. you know, a DLC that was very much a game mode. There wasn't a lot of assets that went along with that. Sure. They've released, you know, single player content, things like that. Um, but in this stage of the game where the game is heavily supported by community involvement, um, I definitely feel the DLC should always include things that bring assets and bring new functionality to those community members, be it items for Mission Maker, for Eden, um, new ways to build missions, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to DLC, Arma 3 has has really explored a lot of different routes with that. If you remember back when Arma 3 first came out, we got DLCs such as Boot Camp. We got um the helicopters the marksman dlc um we got these kind of small content packs that focused on a type of gameplay and then later on we started getting things like zeus which added a whole new realm or a whole new way to play the game yeah then we started getting things um like, uh, you know, later on, much later on, things like Warlords, which are game mode related. So mm-hmm. I guess the question I'll pose to you, Reaver, is, you know, what type of DLC most interests you and what type of DLC do you think is best um, for the game at this stage of its life? You know, the game's quite a few years old now. I mean, at this stage for me, uh, it, it's kind of harkens back to what you've already said anything that it will prolong uh the life of the game uh personally i don't build missions um i'm i'm still trying to learn how uh and i know you're working on stuff for that but um you know to help but um i i don't build missions but for me it's still important to get mission building content uh, mm-hmm. because when when a mission is built the more tools you have at your disposal uh to build a mission you know the more interesting uh mm-hmm. the missions can be i mean i've watched uh your ability grow 
uh, as as more content for mission building has come out. Mm-hmm. And I've watched how different our missions are, you know, c- compared to now, um, compared to the first day I started playing back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big difference. Um, yeah. you know, your missions were, uh, they've always been very, uh, hard to predict, I guess is the best way, way to put mm-hmm. it. They never played the same <laughs> twice. Um, but th- that unpredictability has actually grown as your assets you know, in mission building of grown. So for me, that's obviously uh, an important part. Yeah, uh, and I even th- just just older missions sometimes when, when new sandbox items get released in the DLC, a lot of times I'll go back, open oh, yeah. old missions, and add those new items in there to almost refresh it. Yeah. And that kind of goes into that idea of prolonging, prolonging what users are already um, and not to interrupt you, but the um, at this stage of the game, so many years after its initial release, and I'd love to know the metrics of this. I mean, honestly, I have no clue. Only BI knows this, but I know the game's still very popular in its kind of base game modes. But uh, from my perspective as a Milsim player, I always think, oh, well, there's so much co- you know cooperative or uh, versus milsim gameplay out there and that's keeping this alive and that's mm-hmm. not totally true there's a lot of other you know game styles and stuff that are, stuff. Oh, are yeah. keeping it alive that's where my mind goes so when i think of that stuff i always think oh okay so whatever dlc comes out it needs to contain assets for us mission makers to use so that we can create right. missions that prolong the life of the game right. um and while i think that's in some ways accurate i think game modes like warlords um, probably inject quite a bit of interest in okay. the title from those play those game players that play Arma from a baseline vanilla experience. I mean, I again, I I don't know those metrics. I'd love to no. know what you know how much of a spike and, the game has out of, after a release like that. I, yeah, I imagine yeah. it's significant. I mean, you look at, and like you said, we don't have those numbers, but I mean, you look at the popularity of Capture the Flag, of the team versus team or player versus player um, aspect of the game, which is something that, you know, I haven't, I've I've played a couple of uh, Capture the Flag games. It's just not my style, personally. I'm just, I'm more of a cooperative, a team working together to to complete a, a goal. Yeah, uh, kind of person. Um, well, and that, you that's know, not to say it's not fun. I, I yeah. had a blast. And I, and, I, and I think, you know, you, uh, uh, for example, Warlords, if I'm not mistaken, and I haven't really spent much time with it, uh, so forgive me if I'm wrong on this, uh, listeners, but I believe they call it CTI, or it's kind of a play on CTF. It's uh, like CT Capture the Island or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's got the same general play theme you know going on there but um it's interesting yeah i mean i'd be curious on on how much that stuff um pushes the games and in terms of numbers or if not numbers then at least you know active player you know people playing at that time you know i've I've always been kind of curious about that and i Uh, think from arma that's that's always been an interesting topic in general because arma 
unlike a lot of games, is not one thing, and it's not one thing to everybody. It's so many things to so many different people. That's that's yeah. kind of the draw for me, uh, for Armor. That's that's what helped me fall in love with it. Was there's such a huge difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to be a a PvP player to play this game, but PvP players don't have to be cooperative players. And you don't have to be a multiplayer game. There's a lot of people that play play just the single player. player. Um, And that's that's the amazing thing about this game. Now, I will say there is one item that is uh, vital to me uh, that I would love to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a future DLC uh, content update, I, I would just love to see a a suppressor for the intervention. That, uh, that uh, I, I, I and you know, I, it seems kind of like a small thing, but what you could, and you've been requ- <laughs> requesting that for for about four years. I've, I've um, gone through the process. Um, I think Bohemia's just denied you. I think they've said, nope, Reaver requested this. So it's, it's not going to happen. It's Reaver. Reaver um, if yeah. anybody else had requested this, but no. Well, that guy. Well, you know, that kind of goes back to, um, you know, what I talked about previously with the Marksman DLC, which one of the first DLC packs released for the game. And I remember yeah. one of the ones you were most excited about. I was. Upon hearing it. Um, what I would love for them to do, um, you know, and I don't know what this larger DLC they're building right now is, and we can speculate on that. But what I would love to see over, um, you know, the remaining life of uh, at least Arma 3 is maybe adding some of the most requested smaller items like that into um, a lot of the DLC packs they've already released. So, for example, what I mean by that is, Sure, they could make a ton of different little weird things to add to the game. Sure. But what they could do is start from the DLCs that have been released over the life of the game. You know, Hilo, the Hilo DLC, the Jets, Jets DLC, tanks, the, the Marksman yeah. DLC, Tanks, all that. And kind of do a second pass and add just one or two or three small little features that kind of slip through the cracks when those DLCs were coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, with the Marksman the marksman dlc um you know adding things like suppressor maybe some sort of interesting um sniper spotter gameplay mode mm-hmm. um stuff like that um especially now that co-op is officially in with apex i think it'd be really cool for some like sniper spotter co-op game mode that, that would be really interesting oh, yeah. um going to the helos they could take another pass at that and and um Maybe add some more advanced features and, and and different things. Again, it we can go on and on about some of this stuff. Sure. But essentially, um, I think that could make for an interesting smaller DLC package. Just kind of you know um, you know sort of breadcrumb some of the previous DLCs, adding some of those most requested features um, or little things that would just kind of tie those content packs up in a nice bow. Now, sure. I'm going to go ahead and push this on for, for the sake of time to sure. the DLC that was talked about in the SID rep. You know, they specifically mention a um, a fair, this is their, and a quote from the SID rep, is a fairly unusual yet sizable Arma 3 DLC. Now, 
they and they do talk about bigger and smaller assets to the wider Arma 3 sandbox alongside several top secret components. So when I think about that and I hear the word sizable Arma 3 DLC or bigger, smaller assets to the sandbox, I think of a couple things. One, I think of um, items being added to the sandbox and, and the word sizable. I think of possibly a new terrain. Um, however, a terrain is a rather large undertaking, especially a new terrain. Um, however, you know, they released Malden as a free uh, DLC to all Arma players um, in the past, to, you know, to Arma 3. And it was a great success. Arma, Malden is still one of our favorite maps to play on. I would love for them to add another, you know, old, um, you know, Arma 2 or Arma 1 game. I think yeah. that would be cool. Again, I'm not sure if that's what they consider sizable. However, if you reframe that into, you know, big sandbox assets, we've already got aircraft carriers. We've got battleships now. Um, I'm not sure what's left in terms of big DLC other than perhaps large cargo vehicles, ground vehicles, aircraft. Um, And maybe I'm taking the word bigger and sizable too literally. Um, I hope not. but regardless, hopefully um, this DLC really introduces a lot of new things for us to place and play with and use in the in the sandbox. Now, they mentioned this top secret components. Uh, you have any speculation on what that could be? Um, you know, I would I would assume that it would be some kind of gameplay functionality or. Mm-hmm. Uh, control functionality, you know, yeah. with the, in the vein of Zeus, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it could be, you know, a new way for their AI to work. Um, okay. Man, I, I don't, I, you know, I can grasp at straws all day and come up with ideas for it. Yeah. One uh, thing I me, think it just, it just sounds like it's, um, you know, some kind of game it, it, for it to be so top secret, it feels yeah. gameplay or, you know, you could take it more literally and it could be a um, kind of a, a new enemy type, you know, more could be a small, ops. could be a new faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's absolutely true. I mean, one thing I'll, th- I'll say that when I think about core game can- gameplay components like Zeus or the AI or um, systems like that. I personally don't feel it's going to be anything of that nature only because of where we're at in this game's life cycle. I feel like, for example, a change in how the AI works, AI functionality at this stage of the game is kind of, I'll say a waste of time, but I imagine a lot of those things are being built into this, that functionality being built into this new infusion engine. But You're right. There's we could speculate all day long, but it's exciting to hear that even though they're in development on heavy development on Gen, Arma Three has not been forgotten, and there's exactly. a lot of game studios that would have moved on. Oh yeah, and and moved on with you know vigor into the next thing. I mean, yeah. Oh, I see that segue. Any of the 
Oh, no, look at that. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, Bohemian Interactive's Vigor is on the uh, the Xbox early play um, thing. I have not tried it yet. Yeah, I, I definitely I haven't tried either. it. Uh, it's, it's been on our list. We both you and your uh, discussed it. I'm, you know, and it, this one was an accident. This was, yeah. uh, this wasn't even on purpose, but uh, uh, it's a good one and I'm, I'm yeah. rolling with it. Um, no, but well, it's, it's on our list. It's definitely something that we yeah. want to uh, uh, test out and play. Yeah. It looks, looks like a blast. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you're on uh, Xbox. So. Yeah. Um, so, so we talked about DLCs. We've talked about um, kind of game modes in regards to where those fit in and how that may breathe life into the game, you know, PVP versus co-op versus PVT, uh, CTI and single player. I mean, all this about what, what I would call the short term, the next three months to let's call it five years. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, that's the next part of this discussion is what is the next incarnation of this game for, we don't want to speak on behalf of BI in any sort of way, obviously. So no. we're going to, we're going to probably say Arma four, but they may not call it that it could be called, could be anything. Uh, you know, it could, they could change the name or alter something. I doubt it. It's a strong brand. I think Arma three really boosted the awareness of Arma as a series. Um, but for the sake of just discussion, we'll refer to it as Arma 4 going forward. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and put out a big statement here to all listeners. We have no information about the what's in future. I wish we did. Bohemia has not, and they have not announced anything officially. Yeah. Officially, they are working on the Infusion engine. The Infusion engine currently powers Daisy and will power most likely the next incarnation of Arma, whatever that may be. Or so whatever, I want to get that out yeah, there. Whatever they go into next, yeah. whatever their next step is. But yeah. what we're what we're doing here is essentially just speculating and, and discussing what we yeah. would like. Speculation's fun. Uh, I, I love speculating I, about the yeah. future of series. This is a exactly. game that we've We've sunk a lot of hours and a lot of our life. So I think to be forward looking is a good thing. And if yes. we're lucky enough that, you know, people from BI listen to these these type of episodes or follow community members discussing things on Reddit and the forums and all these other places, they're going to take that information in. Even if they, you know, you know, use five percent of that information and 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 act on some of those um you know kind of wish list things that will be better uh for the community in the long run uh absolutely okay so absolutely let's start with where can the game go next thematically um oh man you know arma arma 3 um when it was in early development, as BI had has said in previous developer diaries, it started off as like a almost kind of a future, like far future warfare sort of thing. I'm picturing mechs and all kinds of stuff. They then rebooted development, kind of took a step back, said this is not where it needs to go, and they landed where R3 currently is, which is near future. Um uh, military hardware, military scenarios, etc., factions, all that. Sure. So, 
and and the community was very split on that. Some loved it, some did not like it. Some really wanted modern, baseline, standard military equipment. Where where do you see? Where would you like Arma to go next? I like Arma where it's at right now. Um, in the vein of, uh, you know, uh, futuristic, but uh, still similar to current generation weaponry. Um, I, so I you saw a little bit of that stylized, yeah. you know, approach to, to hardware and stuff doesn't bother you. You're, you like that? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, I'm a, I'm a gun nut, so give mm-hmm. me a new gun and I'm, I love it. But yeah. no, I think, I think maybe splitting the difference, um, you know, uh, kind of that time between uh, games, you know, where, where uh, people want it in the now. Uh, this one was in the 2030s. Um, so, yeah. you know, set it in like 2020, 2025. Split that difference because if you think about it, it's really not that far in the future. The current well, one. I mean, and it's... honestly, and this is something that's talked about, you know, at length on the forums, military hardware, I mean, take an aircraft carrier. I mean, aircraft lasts 50 years, you know, service life or whatever. Well, and, I mean, you know, we guns. have we have fighter jets now that were developed in the 70s. So the, the lifespan of these, yeah. Yeah, the M9 has been in service far too long. I yeah. hate that gun, personally. Yeah. Um, but it's still in service. Yeah. Uh, so the, the step that they took in the direction that they took Arma three in, I personally, I like it because, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of, you kind of get to see what's going on in, in their thoughts, uh, for, for weaponry. And well, I think what, it gave, I think I gave them a little bit of a license to be creative. They could kind did. of, go a little bit different than okay here's your standard m4 yeah you know here's your standard 416 or you know whatever so um here's your standard ak yeah i you know i i don't want to just use the standard guns that i've i've seen personally in my military career and and you know that i'm looking at now um i like it what i don't want to see is um the vein where other games that Dagger, you and I have discussed with some hatred uh, in the past. Uh, I don't want to mention them, but you'll you'll probably know what I'm talking about. I, I don't want to see laser guns and, um, you know, uh, futuristic armor that, that makes you jump over invisible walls and, and invisible. Cloaks, cloaks and, you oh, like the predator. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I I'm with you on that. that. I, I think I, I think there's a difference too when you talk about future tech versus like sci-fi tech, and yeah, and yeah. that that's I, I totally understand where you're going there. I mean, don't uh, get me wrong. I do know that there are people that are working on stuff like that. I've seen yeah. some stuff that's really cool in that vein, but I'm just I, I to me that's not maybe, Arma. No, that personally that feel like Arma. Um, I think one thing for me thematically that the arma series going all the way back to operation flashpoint has always the word that resonates to me in regards to this game series is authentic and right and 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 if i was to pick another word you know tangible something that is digestible that's the whole 
Arma was the, th- you know, when you see it brought up in, in you know, gaming websites, people always say, oh, that's that really hard game. That's that really um, technical game. And I think that's where some of the beauty in the Arma series, li- series lies is that its approach has always been authentic, right? And <clears throat> for example, one way to look at that is that they include things like, you know, stamina, weapon sway, um, the ability to load out kit, uh, kit your your character, so to speak. Um, you know, so some of that is is really important. They've they've gone a long way to work on, you know, ballistics and stuff for weapons, uh, fire control systems, and all this sort of stuff. And Arma's root gameplay has always been combined arms. That has been from the very get-go. And that is the one thing that sets it apart. So thematically for me, they cannot lose that those two things. Authentic and combined arms. Yeah, I mean that's... if you if you don't have those two things, to me it's not an Arma game. I, I agree with that actually. Yeah. Um, because and, you, you and I have discussed, especially shooters, uh-huh. uh, and that's always been our kind of point of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Discourse uh-huh. uh, with a lot of the shooters that we've played. I mean, we loved. Uh, you know the Ghost Recon series, uh-huh. uh, but even then we discussed well. It, is there there's more that we want out of it yeah Uh, and you had mentioned even back then well there's this game out that you should try and my computer wasn't even near trying to run it but um you mentioned you know uh i think it was operation flashpoint at the time or was it arma I think it was Operation uh, Flashpoint. Probably. I mean, we've known each um, other for quite a few years now, so yeah. it was probably Operation Flashpoint. It was probably in the back, you know, the kind of the the end of our yeah. Operation Flashpoint's uh, lifespan. Yeah. But I was very active in that game. So and and I tried it out, but my computer just couldn't run it, and I didn't really get a feel for it. You said, yeah. that, you know, there's there is a game that is perfect for us, and you you mentioned it over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, that was back in 2002, I think, 2003, mm-hmm. but you continued to mention it over the years and then finally in 2014 I'm out of the military. Um, we 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 got me set up on a computer uh and you said now is the time. Now yeah. is when you're really going to see the shooter that we've been looking for. Yeah. And, and you were right. I mean, it's a hundred percent everything realism. Uh, it, it, it's got the stealth. Uh, you, you have to actually to be stealthy. You have to, to, to be good at the game. You have to, you have to think about all of these different, uh, uh, items before you even go into a mission. You have mm-hmm. to be perfectly kitted and, and yeah. prepped and, there's, it's there's, really perfect. It's, it's a, it's a series that the work you put into it um, magnifies and, and expands the, the enjoyment you'll get from it. Exactly. And you know, kind of going back to our original question, I think those were all good points. Go back to our original question, though, is where should Arma Four go thematically? I, um, again, because of that authentic combined arms gameplay and, and. Well, let me tangent for another second here with the combined arms. 
there are some people that only play this game as a boots on the ground soldier. They don't fly the helicopters. They don't drive the tanks. They don't drive mm-hmm. the MRAPs. They don't fly the jets, right? Which sure. is totally fine. However, the fact that those other gameplay avenues are available create almost an asymmetricness to the game. And that asymmetric gameplay is one of the primary things I love about the series in that uh, in many games in, in mining your past, we have always played them a little differently than how they should be played. And what I mean by that is we've had times where we would play a game and we would make up our own challenge. We'd say, let's see if we can do this takedown mission completely stealth. No Errol one sees us. Errol C on Ghost Recon is a great example of that. And with Arma and this asymmetric um, kind of thing they got going on with the combined arms, and what I mean by that is maybe you're a, a squad of ground troops going up against a enemy gunship helicopter. Yeah, there's an imbalance there that to me is one of the things that keeps you on your toes. So going back to the question, where should the game go next thematically? I think one thing Arma 3 did that I didn't love, I understood why they did it, but I didn't love it, was, um, you know, the NATO forces, CSAT, and AAF. While there was some asymmetry there, especially with the AAF, they still had an overall kind of balance going on. So, for example, if a new jet was released, well, NATO got one, CSAT got one, AAF got one. I would love for the next series to really push the asymmetric faction balance um, and kind of go crazy with it. And that could is what they could build their next campaign story narrative around. Uh, I've always loved the idea of well, and you can take you know our recent conflicts that the, the you know the U.S. has been in, where there's an asymmetry there, but it doesn't make the enemy any, any less deadly. No, I mean, and yeah, but what that requires is. It requires a lot more gameplay functions going on. And we talked about this previously before, but like, for example, if you're playing a independent faction or, or an enemy faction that is low tech, they don't have jets and a lot of high-end equipment, maybe there's gameplay functionality in there that allows you to build your own explosive devices um it allows you allows exactly maybe if you're playing on a a lo-fi faction maybe you have the ability to set up um in co-op gameplay maybe you have the ability to set um almost like mobile respawn points acting as if you're an indigenous force that has the support of locals thus you can set up these kind of intermediate HQs anywhere you want someone's house, for example, but if this makes sense to you, but it does. No, no, they no, could like add some of that. Fun. Yeah. They can add some of this. Yeah. yeah. I think from a gameplay design standpoint, obviously it makes sense to balance as much as possible, but sure. I think Arma has always been its best when that asymmetry is in full effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would love to see Arma go that way thematically, and I'm sure that kind of asymmetry could inform, for example, 
where it takes place, what the enemy sure. factions are, what the the um, you know the blue four factions are, all that kind of stuff. Um, that to me would be interesting if that's really really pushed. You know, something else that would uh, and and we've discussed this as well. Something else that would be uh, interesting would be uh, the fauna. Right, that's that's the animals. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the fauna being a factor, you know, if I'm if I'm in, uh, just spitballing. Well, let's say I'm in Africa, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's where we've got it set up. Maybe I have to pay attention when I'm going through you know, a jungly area, right. or some sort of grassy ground. savanna. Uh, yeah. There's not a yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to watch the ground and make sure I'm not about to step on a snake that can kill me or about to get chased down by a lion don't make it prominent maybe and Mm -hmm. and make it a a selection you know maybe i can turn that off but environmental threats you know i think it would be interesting to have more environmental threats and that even goes into things like we've discussed in the past such as weather um for example let's just let's speculate here let's say the next arma takes place in an environment that has a lot of snow there's some sort of cold environmental you know location that is uh, you know a focus of the game it would be interesting if the gear you wear affects your ability to survive and i don't want to say yeah. add a bunch of survival aspects to it but that could be another thing that could be interesting because it goes back to authentic that word authentic are these yeah. real challenges that a soldier would face in this environment. Not to say that the soldier experience, quote unquote, should be replicated one to one. But, you know, you go back to, you know, for example, when the Germans invaded Russia and and World War II and how cold became their enemy. You know, so I always think there's an interesting kind of um, idea there. and, And I think that even that, even fauna, environmental threats, weather, things like that, that adds an asymmetry. So, for example, um, I'm really glad you brought up fauna because that led me to thinking about, um, for example, um, let's say you put a drone up in the air. You know, um, we know Arma 3 has added several drones in the air. You put a drone in the air and you pop the FLIR camera on. What if the you know the glowing dots you see there aren't just all the bad guys yeah, what if you I add mean, in animals and other assets yeah. like that that yeah. really now that affects that piece of high-end equipment sure you know um what if bad weather or let's say the next arm is set in a middle eastern country or something like that or even africa or something let's say they use a sandstorm yeah that's going to affect helo operations absolutely um, and and uh, not just helo operations, but you know, vehicle operations in yeah, general. ground ops, everything um, going to have an effect on you know drones and things like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, no, for sure. Again, it's an asymmetry, but I think it would be interesting. I um, too. Now we could go on and on about this. I know we want to kind of move on for the sake of time. I think the last thing we wanted to talk about is. A little bit of a sticky kind of subject, and and we have a lot of community mob makers out there that listen to the show or are fans of the show, friends of ours. And when we say this, uh, we say it with, um, you know, uh, kind of a base statement of we know 
the mod makers in the Arma 3 community put a ton of effort into very original, very unique ideas that really push Arma beyond even what Bohemia Interactive started for the game. So I don't want to take anything away from them by saying, are there are there mods out there that have been developed that Bohemia should look into putting into the base game, not one for one, but their own take on it. And or, if so, or, or, or do they, you know, involve those mod makers to help bring some of those features. Exactly. Out. And, and I'm talking about features that have a direct impact on gameplay. Um, one of the biggest ones, I'll just kind of start this part of the conversation out is one of the biggest ones are, um, uh, two mods in Arma 3 that every person we've ever played the game with, especially when they're new to Arma, all of them said, wow, when they yeah. found out about this mod. Every time. And it would be um, both Task Force Radio and Acre 2. Yeah. Advanced Combat Radio Environment. And <clears throat> those two mods add a complexity and... Um, a logistical challenge to the game, especially if you're running a lot of radio nets, but also if you get out of range from each other, if there's a mountain between you, it starts to alter the gameplay in really challenging ways sometimes. And that to me, for me to play Arma without a radio mod, I can't, almost can't do it. I, can, um, I can't. I not almost can't. I can't yeah um so so that kind of stuff um i think um one of the things i've always thought is that the next version of arma should include some sort of maybe not to the depth of those mods uh, because we don't want to lose the casual player but it would be good if arma added some sort of radio or i don't even say radio i'll say communicate some sort of deeper communication functionality to the game um and again, I say this, you know, our Milsim group, the 111 SOG, um, has consistently used Task Force Radio for years. We've tested mm-hmm. Acre 2, and, and I should say that the newest version of Acre 2 is just, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. If your unit is in need of a uh, a radio mod to enhance your unit gameplay, you should really check out either Acre 2 or Task Force. Both are great mods um, actively being developed and really, really do something magic. <laughs> magical to the gameplay i'll say that let me just mention this real quick so i don't forget because we know how forgetful i am uh if you work for acre two or the task force team and you guys want to come on the show we would love to have you guys on the show absolutely i mean Um, that'd be great to talk about what goes into development of a mod like that yeah for sure Um, um but again that's that's just the first thing off the top of my head that i think would be interesting and where those mods add actual radios and and rats and vehicles and the ability mm-hmm. to use intercom systems and all that bohemia wouldn't even have to go that deep with it i think that if they could add some sort of um basic radio functionality that added little things like the squelch sounds and chant and some basic channels and stuff maybe a basic interface yeah. That would go a long way for the casual player and be another one of those things that when they play the game, no other game, especially shooters, have Does that, that. No, at they, all. They don't do that. Um, and it would, so, yeah. be, it would be something that would, I think, could pull more people to it because yeah. it, 
there is a barrier for entry. Uh, let me rephrase this because I hate I hate that there's a barrier for entry um, mm-hmm. for this for this game um, because to me it's not a barrier for entry. Yeah, th- there's a learning curve. Yeah, um, but not in the sense that it, this game is 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 difficult to learn. But I agree um, with you. There is it, a barrier to entry, especially when it, it comes it is, to modded when it, modded gameplay. Modded gameplay for sure. But the let's base talk game though base scares gameplay. people sometimes. Yeah, it, 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 but. The reason it scares people is what bothers me. It's lazy. I mean, it's they they've become used to uh, pick it up and go. I, I don't I don't need to learn anything. Sure, All I gotta sure. Do is pick it up and go. But this is such a great game. Yeah, but sure, that, but like, that, that for... barrier is is a shame. Yeah, you know, and, for and, for some people, and, uh, and to, to not pick up. Yeah, and and the way you get. More to play arma is you have to do something that i don't envy bohemia with you have to strike this incredible balance where you have to be in a sense kind of have to simplify your game to attract the mass market but yet make your game have enough complicated hooks in it to appease the diehard arma fans that's hard to do yeah, and, and, I, I, and again, I think a big hats off to the mod makers out there in the Arma community who keep that level of technicality alive in the game. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think Bohemia. They, I don't, and I'm, I guess I'm sort of speaking my opinion of what they think, and this may not be what they think, but I'm sure they would love to add more complicated, realistic systems in the game. But they're a business, and they need to be mindful of... matter of fact, I want them to sell a lot of copies of this game because them yeah. selling more copies of this game means there's going to be another game. Yep. And so I want them to be successful, and I don't envy that balance they have to strike. Um, and it's a tenuous balance. It really is. Yeah. And uh, they've hit, in my eyes, they've hit a pretty good balance with this. Yeah. And, um, so, I and, mean, the, and they are, and, and and again, some of those, some of the things that Bohemia does, um, are not in Arma Three itself, but in things like the Arma Tools um, software, exactly, um, making documentation and things like that available to the mod makers to build these complex systems. Now, yeah. <clears throat> so let's go back. Are there any any um, features out there that are done by the community that you would? you think would make a great permanent addition to the next incarnation of Arma? Um, you know, I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's mostly the radios for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have another one that I think, um, you would probably agree with. And that is, I'm going to say ACE 3, but I'm going to not say ACE 3 as a whole, but I think there's sub, there's subsystems within ACE that are really interesting and really bring out a lot of interesting um uh what's those? Game yeah and, like and spontaneous gameplay for example yeah. so two two um two things that come to mind from ace three are um the medical system um as well as the advanced ballistics kind of module which, so to speak which i i love both of those systems yeah. i mean and both I, of those systems are systems that have tons of switches and knobs to turn to adjust yep. that mm-hmm. level of difficulty 
And I, I, I guess I would love to see two things. I would love with medical, I'd love to see Arma take an approach of having very basic revive system that yeah. is currently in the game for, for those that want that. But then also a little bit deeper, a little bit more uh, uh, involved medical um, suite, because one thing me and you have had long talks about Reaver uh, in our own Milsim group is I look at medical systems as the way to speed up or slow down gameplay. And yeah, at any given time, it can yeah. it can do both. And um, and I've always tried to use it to slow down gameplay to mm-hmm. pull us away from that run and gun style of of, of gameplay. Because yeah. if your medical system's involved and requires a little effort, a people don't want to get injured as much because then they're going to be down for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And two, it turns it into almost a mini game when someone does go down. So the gameplay inherently slows down. I look at that as a positive. Some people don't. I agree. Uh, and, and you know, on the flip side, some people would probably want a less involved medical system uh-huh. to uh, avoid uh, breaks in the action. Yeah. Um, and and I think that, you know, the knobs and pulleys that, that, that they can they can police switches, that they can flip on that would would be fun to, to see for sure. And that's really the same, th- that same kind of slowing down of gameplay is what happens with the sniper, advanced ballistics, you know, ballistic calculator, all that kind of gameplay stuff. So I you want to speak it. a little bit about that and how you see that, that it's a net positive for that? Oh, type? yeah. Um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, the vanilla ballistics is what I started uh, sniping on. Um, and it was a blast. I mean, it was, it was it was extremely fun, but when we got ace uh, and we started turning knobs on the ballistics of that, it, it, it really uh, advanced, uh, you know, my ability to slow myself down. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have to take not only range into account, uh, but I have to take wind into account. I, I, I punch this all into a calculator uh, and I have to get my mills correct. And then at that point, uh, you know, it actually has me writing information down, not just pulling out my range finder and, and checking a range and then clicking a couple of buttons to get to that range. But now what I'm doing is I'm taking, you know, I get to my location. I take five or six ranges and I know, I, I write down on a notepad, uh, this point is this many meters, this many mils. Um, so it's really added a functional gameplay uh, ability for, for me as a sniper mm-hmm. uh, that is just amazing. And, at, and in something I think is interesting about it is in ways, because it's slowing you down, it's almost making you less lethal because you're not maybe you're not racking up a 50 kill body count that I game mean, I still get a pretty damn good body count that dagger i mean but like taking a step back sniper, but, but, no. but taking a step back well at, at our settings and that's the thing is yeah, those can be dialed up settings to can be really dialed challenging up. level but here's, but here's where i'm going with that is that let's say with you know without running those systems let's say your body count your kill count is 50 kills that mission. Oh, yeah. Even though running those systems, maybe your kill count drops to 25 or whatever the number is. But maybe those 25 mean more to you because you 
you had to adjust quickly yeah. and you were challenged to do that. And I think that's kind of interesting. And maybe those yep. kind of challenges can be brought into other areas of the game, whether it's piloting or whatever. But I think there's something interesting to making something slower. Um, in my opinion, slowing things down doesn't always mean making them more aggravating. It means adding a level of um, vulnerability to what's already a a yeah, stress-inducing, but a fun stress gameplay um, scenario. For example, yeah, if you're it, sitting there doing medical to someone and you're under fire, that oh God. is something you don't get in other games. No, it's you, you definitely know? don't. And and on the same vein, you know, having to gather the information that I gather mm-hmm. um, for sniping, I don't get that in another game. You know, in right. another game, I just I. It, my scope probably tells me the distance or I don't even have to worry much about distance. Um, And most games, it's just a a flat shot. This makes my gameplay much more interesting. And you're hundred percent right. Every kill that I get, I'm more proud of because of the advanced ballistics, because Uh I've had to put work into it. Um, And not to say I didn't have to put my work into it before, but, I'm having to put more into it. Yeah. I, I will say there is something you just mentioned, um, uh, and it, it kind of sparked an, a thought for me. You, you mentioned maybe putting this into helicopters, this this kind of slow down mechanic in and, helicopters. You know, they, and they do have the advanced flight model, um, which people oh, can use. And, and it, yeah. one, one thing that I was thinking about, and, and it, it it's from a mission that we did recently, where mm-hmm. we were coming home, uh, and our the two helicopters got really close to each other. <laughs> a little too close. Uh, our transport helo and its and its escort. Yeah. Yeah. One one thing that I, I was watching when that happened is one of the helicopters went above the other, mm-hmm. uh, and that would have caused rotor wash. And that second helicopter should have lost lift immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't. And I, that's something that they could add into uh, uh, helicopters for you when you're flying is more environmental factors. Yeah. Um, uh, to, and I know, to, and I'm pretty sure with the helicopter DLC, they added some in. But again, I agree. Some more, did. more of that um, and more stuff on the advanced flight model. Um and, and and again, I think that, um, you know, going into vehicles, the ability to change tires, things like that. For example, Ace has the ability to change tires and pack spare tires. And me and you specifically have had several really interesting gameplay moments where we're changing a tire, but get but come under attack. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there hiding behind the vehicle. Just trying to get this damn tire on and get out of there. <laughs> Praying that no more getting <clears throat> Yeah. So, you know, and, and those are just a few ideas we've had. But, you know, if our listeners out there have any other ideas, it'd be really interesting uh, to hear from them and, and, you know, what they would like to see in the next Arma. I think that could be kind of an interesting call out to um, to the ArmaNet fans out there, you know. Let me, yeah. let me ask you one more question sure uh i guess wrap up currently in the game uh and and let's actually start from the beginning of armor 3 at the beginning Mm -hmm. of armor 3 uh when it was full release not the uh pre-release and actually i guess Mm -hmm. i have two more questions now 
there was PvP, uh, there was single player, and I believe team versus team, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I'm not totally sure, but I, yeah. Um, but through the DLCs, through other things, you've got you know co-op now. Um, yeah, if you co-op didn't came have with team Apex, versus team, yeah. you definitely had it before. Yeah. Now with the, the Eden editor, you can make your own co-op missions, obviously from the get go. Sure, but just yeah, talking, you're talking base game offerings, yeah. Base game, yeah. Um, and I, and I'm actually talking the campaign, okay, I guess, right, yeah. uh, uh, ish. And uh, obviously, I even though I don't play it, I think PvP and team versus team is a essential part. Of armor. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's a value there for other players, for sure, yeah. And obviously there's going to be a single player, but do they go ahead and do they throw co-op in there and and just continue with that that uh, line of thinking that they've, they've built with Apex? Do they throw that co-op in there, or do they do it like they did with Apex, and they, they give you the single player to yeah. kind of play, and then they throw co-op in later? It's a, it's a great question. I would say the latter. Um, I, or um, I would say co-op um, needs so to be yeah. from the get-go. Um, yeah. To me, um, Arma, again, is strongest with those interactions. Now, we're going to have listeners out there that are diehard single-player armor fans. And, and let me say that, that I absolutely think you should be able to play the game single-player. But I do think co-op needs to be in there in the get-go, and I, need, and I feel the game needs to be built around, or at least some difficulty levels within the game should be built around that cooperative gameplay element. And that goes right back into the medical systems. And, for example... I'll use um, sniper gameplay again as an example. Deeper sniper gameplay so that you would get use out of a sniper and spotter right. team. Yeah. Um, so again, I would like to see that focus there. I mean, it goes back to, um, and this is my own personal preference, but this goes back to old you know, games like Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, which there's been countless Splinter Cell games released after that, but that one is still my favorite because of the yeah. amazing co-op moments. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. never forget the moment in Splinter Cell, me and you were playing it, where my character put his knee out and his hands out and allowed you to climb up yeah. him to reach a higher elevation. Um, that stuff to me are the gameplay moments I remember. Not yeah, how, it. Not how pretty the newest battlefield game is graphically yeah, no. it's it's those moments though that are wholly unique to a game that are rarely duplicated in other games that those are the things that stick out yeah for me on that particular game and and it it's actually kind of what we do sometimes uh here uh in arma is the moment the first time that we used one of us as a uh, distraction to allow yeah. some, one of the others to move in a certain way. And we mm-hmm. do it here. You know what I mean? We've used explosions to pull people's attentions, uh, you know, away from where we're moving or what we're doing. Um, and it's worked pretty damn well. Um, yeah. And, and the moments like that for me are just... They really just give me this this memory. Uh, you know, I've got all of these memories that I've built in the last four years. Um, and, that, I mean, in a single those are, game. 
those are the games that that stand out around the water cooler too. Those are the those are the gameplay moments. In the game talking to someone who's never played the game and they hear you say that they go, "Wait a minute, you can do what?" Yep. You know, and, and immediately they're interested. And don't get me wrong, Arma Three has a ton of those things. I was just Absolutely. at work the other day, and I think I mentioned just the size of Altus to someone. I was talking about uh, gameplay maps, and Altus came up, and I talked about how big it was. And then I showed them a video, like it was on YouTube. Someone was flying around Altus. They were blown away. Yeah. And this is someone who plays the latest and greatest console games, but they were blown away. And what was the next thing they said? They said, man, I, oh, man, I, I guess I need to get a PC. I need to play this, <laughs> you know? Um, so not to cut us off, we've been talking for a little over an hour now. We want to go yeah. ahead and get the show closed out, but kind of a call out to our fans. If you have any ideas for things you would like to see in the next Arma, tweet us uh, send us an email we'd love to hear hear about it and and get a sense of of what those kind of things you would like to see in the next incarnation what those things are and what they add to the game so that'd be a really interesting topic to kind of follow up on in a, on a future episode of the show mm-hmm. um that being said reaver do you want to kind of send us out and tell people where they can contact us and where they can look yeah, for us let's do this um again dagger said at the beginning you can tweet us uh on twitter at Arminet underscore podcast had to think. Wow. thought you were going to mess up. Damn it. I I almost did. I'm not going to lie. I I almost just froze completely. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Arminet underscore podcast, uh, or you can send us an email at Arminet podcast at gmail.com or come into the discord uh, link in the description here. Um, and and join we've us. already got some Good really really great people yeah, yeah we've already got some really great people that have joined the discord from the community so get yeah. in there talk with them share ideas share funny stories get to know each other um yeah. the arminet uh discord does not have to always be about the show we want it to be about the community and you guys and build exactly. a community there so uh, we actually have community members posting art already uh mm-hmm. kdr mustache is uh is uh just putting i don't know if you've looked at some of these pictures that he's put up but some really awesome amazing. screenshots yeah really um, awesome and uh you know uh a3 mel has joined us which is a uh, big honor um yeah it's we we got we got some good members yeah. uh joining already and and farsight we'll put some more. amazing screenshots as well yeah farsight yeah. has some really good uh screenshots I, I really love this one where he's got a gun thrown uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's some really cool Game stuff guys world, please world. please come to the discord and check it out we'd love to have you yeah um, and you can chat with us on there we we get on there pretty pretty often throughout the day and you can always follow up with us if you have an idea for the show or something you want us to talk about you can get on there and there's a there's even a suggestions and request a question and answer section so by all if means you have questions we've got answers yeah about ourselves i can't yeah. really answer for yeah tim's or bohemia um, yeah but um yeah and go and check out that sit rep uh yes go check out uh buckfist wines uh, uh community spotlight i guess is the mm-hmm. best way to put it um his profile and one thing i want to throw out there um we talked about discord um this episode i want to throw out there to the to not forget about the 111 sog our milsim unit that me and reaver um have formed and kind of brought back um, to active service. Um, 
again, very soon, we're going to start recruiting people again. So if you are interested in that, keep that in the back of your head for now, especially if you've yet to find an Arma 3 unit that is um, good for all all Arma players, whether you've never yeah. played Milsim before or whether you're tried and true that, um, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah. So. And there, there is information, Decker. Should we give them the website? Do you want to wait on that? We can wait. Um, no, we can go ahead and give it. No. There, the, we, we just kind of. There's still some work being done on the 111 SOG website, but it's now at uh, www.111sog.com. 111sog.com. Yes. So go there, check it out. You can get a little bit of info about our unit. Just be aware that um, the website is still under heavy construction. We're kind of rebuilding a lot of aspects of it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thanks, guys. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. Expect new Arminet episodes uh, pretty frequently here as we go forward, and we hope you're enjoying them. Uh, keep following us on Podbean as well. Um, I believe we should be showing up on iTunes again. Um, if not, I'll make sure that gets sorted, but I believe we are active on iTunes now. Sweet. And we'll start to proliferate the uh, podcast out to other streaming services as well. Yeah, so for that. yeah we're looking so, into it. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Absolutely. Stay tuned for the next episode of Arminet. Thanks, guys. Bye.